on scripture, a couple things just clean up loose ends there, just thinking about it, looking back over what we had talked about. Um, scripture, remember, the Bible is two-fold um, document. It's God's book, and it is a human book. Remember, we said, we said it's both. So that means we also teach what we call verbal inspiration. Remember, verbal inspiration means that the very words that are there are the ones that the Holy Spirit wants to be there. So the Holy Spirit is the one who is directing the production of that book using the skills and the ideas and the talents of the authors and even the research of the authors. So the inspiration of Scripture doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit has to be whispering the words into the ear of the person. So for Luke to go out and do research, for Paul to be quoting people doesn't de detract from the inspiration. It's still what the Spirit wants to be there, even as it's be, he's using what the human element brings to it. It's still God's words. And because the Spirit directed, that means every single word is the one that God wants to be there, and it's trustworthy, God's word. And because it is God's word and not written in kind of secret language, that's that perspicuity we're talking about. Um, I neglected to mention one of the things that Kolb brings out, which is very helpful. He talks about how the inspiration of Scripture, because of its perspicuity, we can understand that the Christian doctrine is, is readily apprehended, <coughs> even though it may not be completely comprehended. And that's, I think, a, a worthwhile distinction. So the perspicuity of Scripture means that the truths of Scripture are readily apprehended. I can read it and know what it says. So Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. Yeah, I got that. Now, do I comprehend the full import of that? I might not comprehend the whole thing of it, but it's readily apprehended. And that's a good distinction to make. So we can, the perspicuity of scripture, we can readily apprehend or gather the, the significance of this, the events and what's going on, but to fully understand it. Well, no, that takes time and teaching and everything. So in other words, you just hand somebody the gospel of Mark and he cranks through it. Does he understand the story and know what's going on? Sure. It's not a secret thing. It's not like you've got these shades of meaning and these heavy symbolisms that he's not going to get without somebody teaching him, like, you know, reading a Faulkner novel, perhaps. It's not like that. There's um, a, 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 tra a transparency. This is, this is it. What you see is what you get. But to fully comprehend the import of all that, well, that's a different thing. And then the Holy Spirit, of course, kicks in, and the Holy Spirit is the one who is directing us to understand and directing our reading and leading us to faith. So even as we're reading, the Holy Spirit is at work convicting of sin and teaching us the gospel and making these things known to us. All right. Okay. Good on that? Just clarify a few things. So the, um, that duality of Scripture does not negate the, the divinity of it, nor does it negate the um, just the facts that guys were doing research. That's why when we want to understand scripture, do we use our reason to understand scripture? Certainly. You use your head to be able to read the words. You use your head to, use the, to do the historical thinking about it. You use your reason to figure out the logic of what Mark is saying. But can you grasp faith simply with your head? No. And do you make your reason the Lord over scripture and say, well, if it doesn't make sense, I don't believe it. No, you don't do that either. So reason is always, remember, the servant. Uh, Luther talked about reason being used in a ministerial sense rather than a magisterial sense. And you'll learn about that later. But, well, we may as well talk about it, right? So we've got the ministerial use of reason versus a magisterial 
<coughs> so the ministerial use of reason, what does a minister? What does minister mean? Minister means servant. That's what it means. Minister. So a minister means servant. So a minister is a servant. So uh, uh, a ministerial use of reason means a serving use of reason in a servitude role. And what is, what is reason serving? Well, it's serving faith. Faith is what's running the show. Faith comes first. So faith is what's important. And then reason serves faith by in the ministerial role. So do you use your head when you think about your faith? Well, sure. You've got to use your brain. You've got to think about it. That's the ministerial use of reason. And it's silly to say, reason plays no role. That's simply wrong. Of course it does. You think, you comprehend, you apprehend things. So reason plays its role. A magisterial use of reason, this has nothing to do with, you notice it is a G there, not a J. It has nothing to do with majesty, like genus maestaticum, the majesty of something. It has to do with magister, which is the Latin word for teacher. Teacher. And so a magisterial use of reason is where reason plays the role of teacher, not servant, but the one who is making decisions and calling shots. This is common in what we see Calvin doing. So to say that Luther didn't like reason and Calvin did is not true. They both had a place for reason, and they both understood the importance of human intellect and reason when it came to understanding doctrine and scripture. It's just that there's a difference in the ministerial use versus the magisterial use. The magisterial says reason can solve it, reason will figure it out, reason will play the role of teacher, and even kind of teach faith, whereas the ministerial says, no, faith comes first and then reason serves it. Because faith is always the center, and so then the material, the substantial principle of Lutheranism is always that article four of the Augsburg Confession, justified by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. That's always where we begin everything. That's what we're getting at here. Faith, justification by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, that's the starting point. That's the foundation. Not reason, and not even the Bible. It's faith, AC4. That's the center of it all. Okay? Good. Now, let's digress just a moment. The next chapter is supposed to be talking about the doctrine of the ministry, and we'll get there soon enough. Yeah. But first, let's just do a, a little digression, which I think is worthwhile since I think we've got time for it. I think it's important. And that's just kind of understanding another one of Luther's wonderful distinctions, and that's just the distinction between the two realms. 